Welcome to There is an Angel for That. Over the next hour, Yvonne Cote and Carolyn Dickinson will help encourage you to explore your spiritual side to achieve transformation by delving into the spirit realm of angels and archangels. Now, here is Yvonne and Carolyn. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon and welcome to our show, There is an Angel for That. My name is Yvonne Cote. I am your host as well. Joining me is my amazing co-host, Carolyn Dickinson. Hi, Carolyn. What's new and how are you? Hi, Yvonne. You know, it's like spring here in Phoenix today. We've had really cold weather for us. It's been cold. Maybe even had a couple of days where it was like ice on the windshields this year. So that's very unusual for us. Okay. And the weather here is gorgeous. It's like springtime outside. That's awesome. Wonderful. That's awesome. We're actually getting some nicer weather here too. I'm in Canada, so we expect colder and snow, (laughs) but it's actually nice. Yes. So exciting uh, news. We have a very special guest joining us today. Her name is Millie America, and we're going to chat with her in just a moment. But first, let me just tell you a little bit about her. Millie America is a sought-after gifted medium and psychic whose readings and counseling sessions help others unlock their spiritual gifts and find their authenticity. She is the founder of Sacred Journey Inward, a daily blog and social media phenomenon where she has a dedicated and growing number of followers of her compelling stories. She is a metaphysical facilitator, intuitive empath, and cheerleader of love, and helps people find what is lost and remember what was. She is an Amazon best-selling author for the collaboration in You, Empath You, an anthology and guidebook for empaths. Millie is a passionate storyteller and speaker with experience in social work and is driven to help others fulfill their potential and purpose. The mother of eight children, Millie lives in the magical (laughs) mountains of Western North Carolina. So hello, Millie, and welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much, both of you, for having me here. Thank you. It is so great to have you. I love your face. When she said eight children, your face. (laughs) I was like, like, wow. (laughs) You should get a medal for that all in itself. Just for that. If that, yes. If if anything, I just need a medal for that. Yeah. That's exactly right. (laughs) Yes. I can't even imagine. (laughs) So Millie, welcome. So, you know, there's so many things to talk about here in your bio, like I wouldn't even know where to begin. But I think, why don't we start off with just telling the listeners just a little bit more about you? Who's Millie? And tell us about your journey and how did your spiritual journey start? Um, I was born in Puerto Rico uh, and I came to the United States when I was eight years old in Hollywood, Florida. I had two older sisters and my mother was raising me alone and um, they had a different dad and they were married and they were in Florida already. And my journey has been basically from there, moving and expanding. I worked in the corporate world, um, selling industrial parts, power transmissional parts for many years, for 20 years. Um, And I left a relationship of 18 years and I ran up here with a friend to Asheville, North Carolina, and bought a motel, which we then turned into a retreat center for a short time. 
and then it was sold. And, you know, I've, I've done social work uh, job and uh, basically a few years ago decided that it was time for me to just be authentic with my spirituality. And that meant really diving into doing sessions full time and writing. And that was very hard because if anybody would have told me, which they did many years ago, you're going to be just doing mediumship and you're going to be writing full time and you're going to be helping people. And I used to say, yeah, I want my money back. That is not what's in alignment here with me, (laughs) but thank you. So yeah. And I just recently um, published a book that came out on January 11th called Erasable and is the memoir of a 20-year journey of an accident that happened to me when I was 33 and how I lost my memory. And that was a huge awakening spiritually. And then at age 45, I had a near-death experience that I could not avoid anymore. Uh, My guides and my angels basically saying, yeah, the work here is not what you're doing right now. It's time you get on, on really following your purpose. And as much as I could fight it as an Aries and, you know, like go against the grain, I realized that it was important that I started listening or more things would continue to happen mm-hmm. because that's the contract that I came here to do and to fulfill. So that's where I'm at now. Wow. That's incredible. And so your spiritual journey, because we talk about here in your bio being psychic and medium, when did, when did all, like, how did that happen for you, Millie? I was born seeing um, angels and dead people. And around the age of six or seven was the first encounter that I had that I remember. I know that there were others that I, other times that I remember angels in my room. But it was one night and my mother and I were living in this little casita, a little house behind another house in Puerto Rico. And I had my own bedroom and she had a stationary bike in that bedroom. And I remember being woken up and sitting up and seeing this older woman in a stationary bike in front of my bed. And when I saw her, she glided, like floated just right to my twin bed. And she told me her name was America and that she was my paternal grandmother, which is where my middle name America came from. And when I recently got divorced, I just dropped the last name and just used it as my last name. But I had never seen a picture of her because she died way before I was even born. And as the days went through, I shared with my mother and my mother. My mother was very intuitive, but she did not know what to do with a child that was this gifted. Like I would Hmm. say things way before they happened. And. So she took me to therapists, to psychiatrists, to spiritualists. And it finally ended where I realized that when she took me to a spiritualist on the other side of Puerto Rico, the island, that she was doing like an exorcism. Like this was a bad thing, you know? And so I decided that I had enough of that because between medicine or going to therapy, it was scaring the crap out of her. And so I, I just suppressed it. I suppressed all those gifts. And even though as a teenager, I would know things. And even in my twenties, I just suffered from severe anxiety as most people do when they have gifts and they're empaths and they don't know what to do with them. And so I shut that part of my life until I was like 33 when I had a a brain injury. Uh, And then I still was not completely awakened until I got up here to Asheville at age 42. And that's when it just I had left the relationships in my life that numbed that, that would not 
entertain any of that. My mother had passed away. My ex was, he could not even like, that was witchy to him. So there was no way that I could, once I was out of that, these mountains here in North Carolina just healed me. And, you know, I started opening up, but it wasn't so much opening up. It was more like a floodgate that just (laughs) opened up and said, Hey, we're all here. We've been waiting in line to talk to you. And I wouldn't sleep and I couldn't eat. And And that's how I started to um, develop my intuition again or remember it because I don't believe that we ever lose it. I believe that we suppress it. Mm -hmm. And when we're ready to remember or recall who we are supposed to embody in Mm -hmm. spiritual terms, um, it all came back and, you know, it's, it's, that's just how it's developed. Wow. That sounds a lot like something that happened with you, Caroline, with experiences with your mom and wow. Yeah. Taking me to people to quit me so that I would quit doing what I was doing, quit being a medium, quit being an intuitive person, stop doing those things. But I know that they're coming from a place of not understanding and also some old religious beliefs. And also as a mom, I want to protect my child from things I don't understand. So, I mean, I get it, but that was, I laugh about it now because now my mom comes through a lot in readings going, I was wrong. I was wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Mine does too. I mean, it's funny, but it's not. And, and I, I do know that it's part of the not understanding also causes fear because if you don't understand it, I mean, they're just coming from their level of awareness. I completely understand. Yes. Well, you said that your mother was also intuitive and mine was too. And um, I can remember, for instance, that my mother found me after a friend of mine had an accident. They had dropped me off somewhere and a friend of mine had a rollover accident and everybody thought that I was somewhere in that car, but I was not. But my mother found me. I don't know how she found me because she had no idea where I was. But she found me. So I know that my mother was very intuitive, but there was so much fear and old teaching around it that it was like they don't want you to feel what they what they feel and not be able to understand. Right. Fear of rejection. It really is fear of not your daughter or your child not being accepted in society, you know, and it really is. I I mean. We're talking about, you know, 50 years ago. So I I feel now things are a lot more open and, you know, we're more accepting. I mean, look, we have podcasts about this stuff, you know, and and we have blogs about this stuff and it's, it's, you know, it's out there, which I'm so glad that I'm living in this era that it is out there and not getting burned at the stake, you know? So I I think too, that there's a part of like being older too. And having some wisdom and some groundedness in in your life to be able to work with the spirituality part of it. Does that make sense? Completely. And I agree. Yeah, it really is. Um, Also, at this age, you just don't care as much about what people think, you know. Well, there's that part. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you and Yvonne share share something in common too is that near-death experience mm-hmm. and most of you have had kind of had that and yeah. I know I want to get more in depth in that when we come back 
Um, but for now, and then also, I really want to hear about how you overcame your challenges with your memory. That mm-hmm. had to have been incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was way, tough. Yeah. And I want to hear about that because I know that you and Yvonne have a lot of shared story there about overcoming some challenges. And I specifically want to hear about it here. So we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Join angel medium and spiritual mentor Yvonne Cote along with medium, counselor, and teacher Carolyn Dickinson as they explore the realm of spirits, angels, and archangels. This journey will have you open to new possibilities and encourage your own spiritual exploration so that you too can implement or build and strengthen your daily spiritual practices in order to achieve some form of transformation. There is an angel for that. Wednesdays at 12 p.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Do you have executive function challenges? Actually, these are a lot more common than you would think. These challenges include time management issues, organization, planning, focusing, memory, and problem solving. If this sounds like you, you'll want to check out Focus on Success. With Fazia Costi, you'll hear from professionals that offer advice based on their expertise and provide solutions to improve your life. Focus on Success can be heard Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to There is an Angel for That. If you have a question for Yvonne, Carolyn, or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. We are talking to the very fascinating and delightful Millie America today. And Yvonne, we want to talk about her book a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so Millie was talking about that when we first came on. She just has a new book out called Erasable. I don't know why I'm holding it up in the air because there's nobody here looking at me. <laughs> But it is such a riveting book. I have to say, Millie, wow, what a riveting book. Mm, so when you. I first found out that it was it was out, um, it's on Amazon. So you can go to Amazon and you can purchase it from there. Um, I was able to get the little snippet. I think you get like um, the first chapter or something. Mm. And you can ask my husband about this. I was literally waiting and waiting. And when is it showing up? When is it showing up? Like I absolutely <laughs> couldn't 
wait to read the book. So if it's okay with you, I just want to read the little piece about it because it'll help the listeners just explain a little bit more about you. So it says, at 33 years old, Millie America sustained a head injury that caused her to lose her memory of the past 14 years, including her partner, her six children, and her home. Yet, Although she was recovering from her physical and emotional trauma, she was able to write the first parts of this book with extraordinary skill and vulnerability. Now, Millie has chronicled the journal from there until now through grace, faith, acceptance, and love. If you've ever felt like you are invisible or that parts of you are not seen by those near you, this book will give you insight on how to move from tremendous heartache into the light of clarity. Millie's spiritual journey and growth is reflected in this book and her ability to tap into the other realms. Infusing acceptance and self-love, Millie is able to navigate the sacred journey. Filled with wisdom, Erasable is a book that will grab you tightly from the very first page. Oh, and it you. did. It did. So, yeah. Can you tell us just like, tell us a little bit more about that story, Millie? So 9-11, it just happened. Okay. And I was unaware. Um, in November of 2001, I woke up in a park around midnight. And when I got up, I had blood on my forehead. I had dirt all over me. I had landed on soil, but I, I landed on a rock in front of me and I had a giant knot in the back of my head. Now I got up and I thought it was 1987 and I was 19 years old and I was in a park, what I thought was a park near where my first husband and I lived. And so I walked out of the park and it, it seemed like I was completely disoriented. Cars were different. Everything was new in comparison to where he and I lived in a like a slum in Hollywood. Like it was bad area. And I walked for miles. Finally, I saw a convenience store and I saw a policeman go in there and I went and the guy wouldn't let me get in. And I said, please, you know, I looked like I had been like assaulted. It really, I mean, in retrospect, either a drug addict, raped, or just assaulted altogether. I mean, I had leaves in my hair. My hair was I didn't recognize what I was wearing. I didn't recognize anything about myself. I had a massive headache. Anyways, they the police call more police. And I didn't realize when they checked me that I had a wallet in my pocket. Um, and he pulled out my license. And it still said, you know, Mildred Mestrel. But the address was not where I live. And then he showed me a picture of this woman who looked like me, but older with six children. He just kept putting it under the flashlight. Is this you? I'm like, nope, I don't have any children. And they didn't know what to do with me. So they sent me to the hospital because, I mean, I looked like I was going to pass out. And then um, when I wake up, I they do the CAT scan and they can't figure out exactly what happened to me and how I ended up in this park. No one could figure out what I was doing at a park at that time of the night. I kept asking for my husband. And they kept pointing at this man who is a lot older than me. And he's sitting there, you know, moving his legs and doesn't speak. And he's severely intimidating the hell out of me. And I keep asking, where is my husband? I keep, that's your husband. I'm like, no, my husband is young. And they kept asking me how old I was. They thought that was a joke. You know, who's the president? And I would say, Ronald Reagan. And they would say, no, 
is Bush. I'm like, no, he's the vice president. I mean, like I got stuck in 1987 numbers, addresses. I don't know how the mind managed to just erase entire 14 years of my life down to the day. Like I knew that my husband and I had just come back in my mind from going for his birthday in October. Like, I mean, like everything just stopped in October of 1987. In my mind, it was, that's where I stopped. And so I, they had to do a spinal tab on me because they thought maybe I had meningitis and maybe that's why I've forgotten my memories and which was a very painful experience. I don't, I don't advise anybody to get one, but anyways, if you have to, you do it. Um, What they do is they poke and they get spinal fluid and then they, they check the spinal fluid. And a lot of times the holes don't close up. So your spinal fluid is actually leaking on your spinal, on your spine, and you're not getting enough up to your head. So you can't even keep your head up because the force is so strong. I'm walking around like, you know, for days with my head on my shoulder and, and experiences that happened in the hospital, you know, there was a nurse that came in who apparently didn't work there. And she was there with me one night and we talked and Her name was Cynthia. And throughout the years, Cynthia has shown up as my God, like how I envision God, this big, bodacious, beautiful Caribbean black woman. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time she actually showed up. And from that to being sent home with all those people that I didn't know, my mother was living with me and, and my, my husband at the time, who was, you know, 18 years, my senior. And six children that I did not even recognize or even relate to. Wow. And um, I ended up going back to the hospital with some friends because the pain was so severe and they could have just put a patch on it. There's something that you can do. And I, um, the guy who was there asked me, the doctor, how severe is the pain? And I said, it's so severe. I want to jump off a bridge. Well, in Florida, you say things like that. They baker after you. Right. So I ended up in um, the psych ward in the mental institution, um, which was also extremely difficult to understand how my life could have taken such a turn. And now I am, you know, with somebody next to me who apparently was trying to kill herself and didn't succeed. And it was, it was, an, uh, and, and the part about the book is that most people say, wow, the book, the beginning of the book is so different from the end of the book. Yeah. Well, the majority of that book was written right after, during that time that I chronicle all that inside of journals. And so I had this book for 18 years in a computer or in my, you know, it took tw- 21 years to get that book out for me to finish it. So the journey, that was the first time that remembering, working back to get my memories. Also, touched upon the spiritual parts that I was avoiding. Um, A lot of times I did put myself where I I did not want to be seen. And I was in a relationship that I was not seen. And those around me really didn't see me either. And that's okay. It wasn't there. You show people how to treat you by the way that you treat yourself. If I, you know, I allowed it and I'm not blaming any of my partners because it was growth and it was, spiritual evolution of some kind. So I think the hardest part is that I still don't have 
a tremendous amount of memories from my children when they were young, when I was in my twenties, there's a part of me that will probably never gain those memories back. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. What an experience. (sighs) That's incredible. And also it had to have been terrifying. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It was not comfortable. (laughs) It was very uncomfortable because, you know, first of all, nobody understood what happened to me. And then nobody wanted to take accountability for what happened to me. And, you know, we were in the midst of moving and the house was under my name. And if I didn't get my memory back, I had already told both my mother and my ex, I'm not signing anything. I'm leaving, literally leaving. Well, you got all these kids. They're not my children. I mean, I had my memory not come back. I had no attachment to any of them. I had no attachment to the house. I had no attachment to anything. But what an amazing experience to have a giant pause. How many people get a chance to just pause, put a pin on it and say, what am I needing to learn here? Because the life that I've had for 14 years obviously has not been that great where I have erased myself from participating in my own life, but just going on this routine every day of taking care of kids and a business and an ex and, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, we all should be so lucky not to that extreme to really get a reset button where you can just press reset and go, oh my God, this is what you need to experience, Mm -hmm. you know? How did your memory come back? Believe it or not, in the order that it was, that the memories came were in order. Like I first started getting memories of my first son being born at 20. Then I had like a flood of memories from there. And then I had my second son at 22, like they were in, in the precise order, almost like a file coming in all in order of like being sent to the cloud and then coming back. And you know what I mean? Like, Oh, here, here. I could not skip from there to the end. I always say that it was, it was like an experience of watching now have memories. Like if you're watching Julia Roberts and Richard Gere, right. In two movies, pretty woman and runaway bride, the two actors are basically playing the same characters but the stories are quite different. And so I have two sets of memories of when I don't remember and then remembering what I don't remember. It's very bizarre. I see these, you know, and, and I, and I do have nightmares sometimes about it happening again, because (laughs) it was intense. It really was. Wow. That's an incredible journey that you went through there. It was, and it was not, easy, but I really do believe that, um, God was with me the entire time. That is, they didn't want me, (laughs) they didn't want me to leave. They wanted me to stay. And, you know, it's like, we all have these wake up calls, you know? And yes, yeah, that one was definitely one of them. The moment, Mm -hmm. right? Most of us that are on this path have a moment that clearly changes the trajectory of our lives Mm -hmm. and then we're and then we're somewhere else Mm -hmm. with a greater passion and purpose we're going to take a short break and then we're going to talk more about that when we come back
Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you inspired by stories about personal empowerment, well-being, and the motivation to achieve more? Get ready for Next Steps Forward with Chris Meek. Each week, Chris will talk with experts and icons from different walks of life who personify energy, direction, excitement, and purpose as they take bold steps forward in pursuit of excellence and service to others. Tune in to Next Steps Forward, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Welcome back to There is an Angel for That. If you have a question for Yvonne, Carolyn, or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. We're talking to Millie America. We're talking to her about her book, Erasable, and her incredible journey that she has taken. And I just, I'm like, I can't comprehend what that must have been like for you to go through that incredible journey of, and it sounds, it almost sounds to me like it was, your memory came back exactly as it left. Just, that's kind of the feeling that I have with that. Minus like a ton of memories, but it it right. did come back. Um, I needed I needed to reset. My understanding was before 9-11 happened and we lost, we almost lost our business. We lost millions of dollars, like many people did in the stock market and everything. And I was contemplating committing suicide like a week before. I had it all out. I was done. I couldn't take one more predator calling me. I couldn't, I mean, I was the one that did all our finances. So, I mean, the thought of not being able to sustain my family, my six children. Now my mother was moving with us and we were building a house and not have enough, which is money at the end of the day. But in my mind, it was everything at 33. I needed to, you know, I mean, there were a lot of people like, like us, but I, I mean, I shut down. So I really do believe that this was, as a matter of fact, once I got my memory and I was in my therapist's office, 
one of the things that came out under hypnosis, because she was able to take me back to that moment, I didn't realize what had happened. So at that point, um, was that I had been sitting by in that, in that park that late at night, talking to God and saying, I'm done. I just went out of this life. I can't do this anymore. So the fact that I had this massive reset, like I got hit right where you get hit by two kids with a racket as they were leaving the park. So they did it exactly where they needed to do to, so I can get a reset and actually just pause out of my life. It was a different set of stress, but I didn't know what a cell phone was, my computer. I didn't know what power transmission was. None of that had happened at 19. Right. So it was almost like I had to step back and just go for the ride. I mean, at that moment, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm 54 now. I know that it was a ride. And I also know that it was divine intervention because I could have really taken my life. At that moment, I did not believe in divine intervention. And I could not understand why would I have to endure not just forgetting my children, but then the flood of things that I had avoided, like I had not dealt with my rape at 18. I had, there were things back there that I did not ever want to remember. And having that reset allowed me to also deal with things from the time I was 19 to the time I was 33. Yeah, And, you know, it, it, it was powerful. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it goes, uh, I don't, I don't take it for granted, not one single day. And as I was finishing the story that, you know, I hadn't really dealt with the details until I was sitting down to edit it again, because so many years had gone by that it actually last year, it healed me in many ways to revisit all those feelings and emotions that I had put away in a computer. And, you know, it's, it was powerful. So I, I do, I am very grateful and what a privilege to read people's experiences when they read the book and they go something similar happened to me Mm -hmm. or you know I did have a near-death experience or I was raped or it's amazing of the things that people read in between the the things that are really said because they're capturing in their own perception and their own perspective of what's happened to them it's like anything when we read you know or, or listen to somebody we're always coming at the level of our awareness so I'm, I'm, I'm amused. And also it's just it's such an honor when I, when people are writing to me about what the book has meant to them and mm-hmm. things that I wouldn't even think about because that's mm-hmm. their experience. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's given me a whole perspective of when you write something, you, you get to retell a story that's very similar to your own and almost like saying to you, I got you. I understand. Thank you for recognizing it. Yeah, absolutely. I know when I read the story, Millie, um, things that had happened to me, I had a near-death experience as well. And um, the very first episode of our show, we talked about our journeys. And I told the listeners and Caroline, because actually even Caroline didn't know my whole story either. Um, but I would have <laughs> this book, even though I'm at a point now where I, I had a reset button as well. I had that. And it was so weird for me. I didn't lose 14 years of my life. Okay. I was shopping one moment and then the next moment, all I know is I'm in a hospital waking up. I didn't know where I was for the first few minutes either. Uh, it took me a minute, but I recognized who my partner was and I knew what my children, I didn't have that same experience as you. But the book still 
explains a lot in terms of how I felt. I had just gone through a really nasty divorce. I was going through a really bad harassment case at work. Um, mm. A lot of things in my life were just not going. It was hard, right? There was days you didn't want to get up. You didn't want to do mm-hmm. things because, you know, what What am I going to get today? And it was a tough job. HR wasn't an easy job. So when this reset happened and I had my near death, I didn't experience what you did. But coming back and trying to start life, it was so weird to describe because I didn't Mm -hmm. feel like it was me anymore. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to do HR anymore. And I didn't, there was so many things I just, and I couldn't. And like you had said, panic and anxiety, it's exactly what I had, panic and anxiety, but I didn't know where to go and nobody explained that piece. So I'm hoping that when people hear your story, hear my story or read your book, it gives them that, oh my gosh, there's someone else over here who understands because that is what I, oh my gosh. <laughs> I am I, feeling you right now so intensely. Um, no. There is this little hole that still is fractured in you of understanding exactly mm-hmm. why that specific moment had to happen why couldn't it have been a little bit different but i want you to know that your angels are very clear in what they do it's not that we have free will and we pick these contracts before coming here of what we need to learn and even down to the precise moment of when we need to learn because we've had an x amount of experiences on the front line and then we have all these experiences on the backside. so when something happens it's not done randomly it's almost as if you know, you happen to be shopping. I happen to be at a park. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't happen just in random. It happens at the exact moment that your soul says, okay, this is where it needs to happen. That little hiccup. So I'm feeling you because as you're sharing this, I could feel the loss of something inside of you at that very moment when you wake up and you go, what, what the hell just happened? You know, <laughs> It's a very, and I, and I, and I get it. I mean, I think that that's one of the most powerful pieces of waking up from any big trauma. Um, It's actually just that waking up, that waking up, that shaking of this is not how your life is supposed to go. You have to make changes or changes will be made for you, you know, and, um, Yeah, I could feel you. So thank you for sharing that. That's powerful. Thank you. And you know, really, I should have seen signs ahead of it. And you know how you always look back and you go, "Uh uh-huh. You know, I was working in HR. I was working in pulp and paper industry. I was there I'm about 10 10 years, I think, in my first job, the mill shutdown, because this is a common thing that happens in that industry. I left that. I went to another mill. Well, that mill shut down. I left that one. I went to another pulp, but this time I moved all the way across the country to British Columbia. I went to that mill and that mill shut down. There were signs. And, you know, I look back and people say to me, yeah, but there was thousands of people working there. You know, it doesn't matter, but I had to follow my story. My, I feel like my guides and my angels were trying to say to me, you're not following your true path. And I believed in angels a lot. Mm -hmm. And my grandma had just given me her collection of angels. So they were there and they were prominent and they were coming in, but I just didn't know what to do. And I thought, well, what am I supposed to do? But you know what? I wasn't with my spouse at the time. I wasn't with somebody who would have been able to handle what I do. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And my current husband, you know, amazing soul, he didn't know. He knew me as a director of human resources, but he has embraced what I do. And he's he's been my rock, right? Mm-hmm. So I needed that. I needed to take that last job, go to BC, meet him, come back. There was a lot of things that lined up. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't understand this stuff either, but he's the person who he will tell people who I am before I could. And that was a big life lesson I've been learning the last two years to say, it's okay to say, I'm a medium. I grew up Roman Catholic. I was afraid. Mm-hmm. I was afraid to tell people who I was. So mm-hmm. this was a huge oh, a reset button, as you call it. Mm-hmm. And there was one thing that I had read. I can't remember if it was in your blog or in your book, but this one really, it was, it really hit me. You said, have you ever experienced a different life? It only takes a moment to change the way you see yourself. It only takes one single event to shift the trajectory. And I can't remember if you had that in the book or in the blog because I've read so much. It's in the blog. It's in the blog. Yeah. 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 But it was just, I I read that and it was just like one of those, oh my goodness, right? Like there's so much that you write about that. It's just so amazing. Thank you. You know, one thing that I did learn more than anything is that people, when they're undergoing uh, brain injury or a near-death experience, start to feel way before they can even sense somebody in the room or they feel the energy. Um, I have a sign back there and says, please, please uh, take responsibility for the energy you bring into my room. It's all the way back there. It's like I put it everywhere I go because I love that. Me too. Because people, you don't realize when you walk into a hospital room or you walk into somebody's space, how empathetic most people are, especially if they're like vulnerable because of an injury, how they can sense even the, the, the slightest difference in, in your emotional body. And it's powerful. That's one thing that now when I go into a hospital, somebody has had surgery or they're sick, I really try to be mindful of how they are in their head because they're feeling everything ultra sensitive because of their injuries, you know, or whatever, or they're sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so true. I love that. I love that sign. <laughs> I'm going to put one of those up in my office. I love it. Me, me too. Yeah. <laughs> me We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Did you know that the average American spends 90% of their lives indoors? It's tragic and it's true. We've lost our connection to the wilderness from which we came, and it's impacting every aspect of the human experience. If you're ready to slow down and take a cue from nature to help you bring your best self to life, love, and work, and are ready for a breath of fresh air, then tune into Wellness in the Wilderness with Sydney Williams. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. If you're looking for a radio program focused on reinventing public education, look no further. 
Let's Reinvent School with Ross Dennis will have you graduating with a new perspective on the public education system and offer insight into what can be done to ensure that all children thrive in school and beyond. Let's Reinvent School. Thursdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to There is an Angel for That. If you have a question for Yvonne, Carolyn, or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. We are talking to Millie America. This has been a fascinating conversation and just enjoyed having Millie here so much. We're not done yet. So Yvonne, I know you had some things that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I did. Um, No secret, right? I read the book. And in the book, Millie, you talked about colors Mm -hmm. um, and seeing colors. And I think you might have even said taste colors or feel colors. And Mm -hmm. Carolyn and I have talked a little bit about this on the show. So I just love to hear more about you and colors and how you experience them. I love colors. There was, um, I mean, I always had this love bright colors. Um, My favorite colors are greens and purples and when I had my near death experience at 45, one of the things that happened was I came back and I could taste and hear color. And it was the dead of winter. And I would sit outside and I could hear the green underneath the snow trying to come out. It was like this incredible, if I if colors had sounds, which they do, because there's the vibra- vibrational, um, it's a vibration that, you know, that's why when you wear colors, you vibrate at different frequency yes the green would be the most healing it feels as if you're being uh, pushed down into mother earth and you could feel her just embracing you i it's the most delicious feeling greens the blues they're very healing Mm -hmm. um i couldn't for a long time i couldn't wear red i couldn't Mm -hmm. wear orange i never liked the color yellow until Mm -hmm. after i had this experience because I started wearing yellow. I never owned anything yellow. Yellow to me felt like, I don't know. And then as soon as I was able to taste and feel yellow, it was so yummy that I started changing my wardrobe to a lot of yellow. So now I have like a ton of yellow that I never, ever, ever wore yellow. Um, Browns were not, browns and blacks and grays were very, um, it, it almost feels like they're shut down. Like there's no, no, no no vibration to it mm. but the highest colors were like purples and the greens and the pinks and it was like when the when spring hit that year i felt like i was coming out of my skin because living here in the mountains i mean it's drastic one day you have like just a few buds and then boom everything blooms mm-hmm. all at once it felt like I was on steroids. Like I could just like, oh my God, I feel like I, I was opening and being cracked open with every sound and feeling and texture that a color would bring to me. And eventually I was able to heal that, that I don't feel it, but I can still like sit with somebody. Mm-hmm. And even if I'm on the phone and I haven't seen them, 
and I'm having a session with them, I could tell the color that surrounds them, whether it's their aura mm-hmm. color, their soul color. I could feel what that person's color is in comparison to mine and how we can, you know, work together. Um, and there are people that I can't, that there are people that are, they're, they're just, their aura is extremely dense. And I mean, I'm very frank. I don't think that I'm the right person for you. It's, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to take people's money, just to take people's money, you know? Right. Um, right. So, yeah. Wow. That's pretty neat. Um, one thing that had happened to me um, when the last thing I remember before I had my near death falling down, hitting my head um, was standing there looking at something on a shelf. And I keep telling this story over and over. Everything just, everything went green. Everything went green. And that was it. And I have no, nothing af- happened after that. And so for the longest time, I thought that I had seen something in the store and I actually made my husband take me back because I thought for sure the ceiling must have had green. There must have been a green stripe. And he kept telling me, no, (laughs) there was nothing. And so we went back and that was so traumatic for me, just going in there. I just couldn't Mm. be around people anymore. Um, But there was nothing. And it drove me nuts for a very long time. And several years later, our sister-in-law came to visit and I told her this and she's a nurse, she's a doctor. And she said to me, Oh my gosh, Yvonne, you saw your aura as, as you were. And Mm -hmm. after that, when I did meditations and I talked to my angels, they said, Oh, we were showing you, you had big healing coming in. There was a lot Mm -hmm. that you needed to go through and experience, but I didn't know that. And it, for the longest time, that was something that just, and it was so prominent. It was the only thing I could remember this green Green, 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 green. Well, there was other things, but green. It was like, you know what I mean? And yeah, so it took me a very long time to figure that out. So I've always had this thing for green. Now green has always been, Mm -hmm. I knew it was a message. I just Mm -hmm. didn't know at the time what it meant. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that was super cool. And the other thing I wanted to talk to you a little bit about is you're communicating communication with angels and spirit. And is there anything that you can offer to the listeners on what you do and how you communicate? You know, there's no difference between me and anybody else. And I try to tell this to people. The only difference is that I keep my antenna completely open and I listen because I meditate and I do automatic writing and I, and I do take walks in nature just to listen without a phone or anything, but that's the only difference. I think it's, Really taking time, even if it's five minutes when you get in your car, turning off the radio, turning everything off and just being present. Because when you're present and you ask a question to your guys or to your angels, you know, it could come in a song. It can come in a billboard. It can come in a word. And you just, there are patterns that come. And if you pay close attention, you're constantly being given the answers that you're looking for. The only thing you need to do is just sit and listen. That's about it. I mean, it really, there is no magic pill here. It's just getting out of your way, getting, shutting down your ego and just paying attention. And, and it's different for everybody. You might receive dimes and from your loved yeah. ones. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. You might receive pennies. You might hear the same song or see a combination of numbers, you know, like license. I have a friend that's the way they communicate with her. If she's having a bad day, she'll see two, 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 two. I'm just giving you an example. I'm not a numerologist, yes. but she'll see 11, 11, 11. And I know because I was born at 11, 10, and I've been seeing 1, 1, 1 or 11, 11 all of my life. Right before something happens, 11, 11. I got my memory back 
And it started, I think it was the 11, 11 that I finally started getting my memory back in spite of it being, you know, all those days. So 11, 11 is huge for me, but everybody has their own particular way of information from the other, other realms, you know, right. and it's just sitting down and listening. Right. Wow. That's amazing. So Millie, um, we're getting close to the end here, but I just want for our listeners, if they wanted to find you, um, how would they do that? What's the best way that they can contact you or reach out to you or. Well, I'm on social media as Millie America, but I'm, my, my website is sacredjourneyinward.com and my email is there and they can reach for me. I mean, I'm pretty accessible. If it's not on social media, I'm, you know, they can go right to my own website. I want to thank you so much, Yvonne, for having me, you and Carolyn, you guys are lovely. And this show is so important, not just mine, but the the platform of you being able to speak to so many of us that, you know, have experienced just all this weirdness that really isn't weird. It's just part of our lives, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So thank you. Uh, It's been such a pleasure having you. And I just loved talking about your book and hearing your stories. And I think I think it's super important um, to tell those stories and to let people know, because like I said, that was something that was really near and dear to me when I wish I would have had that. So thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so full of gratitude. So full of gratitude. So um uh, for our listeners, I really hope that this show has been inspirational and helpful for you. And thank you for everyone joining us today. And I'm really looking forward to seeing you right here again on There is an Angel for That, Voice America, the Empowerment Channel. Angel blessings to you all. And I hope you have an amazing week. Thanks for listening to today's episode of There is an Angel for That. If you enjoyed today's show, please join us next week at the same day and same time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, we wish you a beautiful week.